0: Hey guys, welcome to Woodwork and Nutmegs. We've been surrounded by great news in the last couple of months where we've seen uh, the leagues restarting at least. Their dates have been finalized like the Premier League in Syria uh, and La Liga whereas the Bundesliga has already started so that's been great news. Moreover, uh, another league, another competition which is the most premier competition in Europe and the most awaited, the Champions League, even that has been agreed upon given the green light. So yes, we'll be taking you through the return of the Champions League in this episode. Hope you like it.
1: Hello, listeners. Let's talk about the Champions League, where Europe's best compete. Sorry, Man United and Arsenal fans.
0: Aren't you a Man United fan?
1: I prefer really not to um, not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Let's talk about Europa League first.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. What do you have about the Europa League?
1: yeah. Europa League, like the Champions League, is finalised to start in August where no domestic football will be going on. I think uh, uh, domestic football will uh, begin in September uh, for the next season. And uh, both the European competitions are supposed to happen like an international competition like the Euros or the World Cup.
0: Right. So, there has been no differentiation in both the competitions as such. The Europa League has the same guidelines of returns as the Champions League. And as long as we're talking about the return of the Champions League, uh, the thing that has been decided is one particular venue that will be used for the knockout games, uh, which will be concluded from the quarter-final stage of the competition till the finals.
1: Yeah, and there won't be two legs. uh, And all of the details are still up in the air because there's not much known how will the round of 16 uh, remaining home ties will be played. And yeah, a lot of details are up in the air. A lot of uncertainties surround the return
0: Right, because certain fixtures in the round of 16 are yet to be decided. Uh, One leg has been played, but the second leg has yet to be played. For example, Chelsea versus Munich or Barca Napoli. So, these fixtures, what we don't know is whether they will be played on a neutral ground like the rest of the tournament or will will they be played behind closed doors in the respective stadiums that the matches are left in.
1: Yeah, all we know so far is the format of the competition and that it's going to happen in August, obviously behind closed doors. And... Yeah, not much is known. We'll just have to wait and see. By neutral venues,
0: we mean uh, that the thing that has been decided by the UEFA is that they'll probably be selecting one particular country, which is going to be neutral for all the teams that are left in the tournament. And the matches are going to be spread across different grounds, but in that one particular country only. And that is where all the remaining matches will be played. Like a country competition, for example, the Euros or the World Cup.
1: Yeah, obviously, all of this is dependent on how the governments of all countries have eased their lockdowns, and because there will be traveling involved of um, countries from different of clubs from different countries. So, yeah, it it's dependent on how many cases and uh, the government restrictions. Let's start by discussing about the teams which are left in the competition and how the journey has been in the knockout stages, and what lies ahead from them. What can you expect from them?
0: Right. So, the
1: first uh, first
0: fixture that we want to look at is Valencia-Atlanta, which has been a really high-scoring fixture. I mean, the aggregate score was 8-4 with Valencia going through. Sorry, my bad. Atalanta go through in this round after they beat Valencia.
1: Yeah, it just reflects the, sc- the aggregate scoreline. Differ. It reflects how they've been throughout the season. Eight goals over two legs. They scored 70 goals in Serie A, 10 more than any other team. And the great attacking side.
0: Exactly. I mean, look at how phenomenal their season has been. They're in such a competitive Serie A where Inter, Napoli, Juventus, all of them have been head-to-head. Uh, they have managed to stay third or fourth, but irrespective, they managed to cement their place for the next season's Champions League as well if things go well for the remainder of the season. But yeah, they scored 70 goals, which is crazy. Yeah, fourth is, is a
1: goal. huge thing in a competitive Serie A where Juventus, Lazio, Inter have been fighting out throughout the season. And Atlanta has been breathing down the necks and they're 100% in contention uh, for next season's Champions League. And they've had their moments uh, in recent times. Last year, they knocked Juventus at their home, Allianz Stadium, 3-0. So teams will be scared of the attacking threat they face from Atlanta.
0: More than anything, they've also finalized their place in the quarters of the Champions League, which is a big deal considering even if they have faced weaker teams and also atlanta in their group stage managed to draw manchester city at home who are one of the strongest sides in europe as we speak and doing that is a major achievement so it also tells us that maybe they might their biggest strength might be their attack but their defense is also their defense can also be turned into one of the strengths if required against a big opponent
1: yeah 100 an underdog story in the making
0: Exactly. Talking about underdog story, our next fixture were Tottenham versus Leipzig, where again Leipzig managed to beat Tottenham four nil across the two legs. Even that can be considered as one of the great underdog stories of the season.
1: hundred percent. Their Rise the Rise has been great. They performed not too long ago. And they're already beating out Tottenham Ot the beating Tottenham Ottspurs. Last year's Champions League finalist. And yeah, another underdog story in the making. And 4-0 is a huge score. 1-0 at White Hart Lane. And they 100% gave Tottenham a run for their money.
0: Exactly. And they've been performing great in their domestic season as well. Where they're again in the top four. And looks like from the way they're performing in the Bundesliga after the restart. They're looking in great touch with Werner. Uh, Werner being right at the top. I think he's had the greatest, the highest goal contributions in Bundesliga this season.
1: Yeah, he's a hundred percent a great player. They have a young squad, and while Werner may be leaving, I think uh, another Champions league, a great Champions league run in, will be a great way for him to go out and bid farewell with a bang.
0: Exactly. And uh, since Bundesliga is getting over earlier than other leagues, for example, the Spanish or the English League or even the Italian League, Leipzig will have significant rest to perform well in the remaining Champions League matches.
1: Yes. They'll have a lot of pair of fresh legs and it will be a huge edge over other teams.
0: Exactly. So, uh, Obviously, Atlanta and Leipzig are the underdogs and the major teams that qualify for the quarterfinals will be probably looking to face them. They would want to play against this team, but yes, we never know. It's a Champions League. We've seen miracles happen. And this could be one of them where either of the two teams, just like Ajax, manage to read the semi-final or even the final stage.
1: Moving on to one of the best matches in Europe this season. he shoots again! Now we see the Simeone celebration. Off he went down the touchline. <laughs> Alvaro Morata can clinch it and he does. The Atletico bench has emptied Diego Simeone leading the celebrations. And that pretty much should be that. And you can see the emotion all over the face of Diego Simeone. And it's been involved in some massive nights nice and some big wins. But this one is right up there. Liverpool are out of the Champions League. Diego Simeone, and athletic come Twitter through to the quarterfinals.
0: The third fixture that we can talk about is Liverpool Athletic, A very major one, a lot of drama, very entertaining.
1: And my personal favourite, <laughs> Liverpool got knocked out. Not yours but everyone
0: (laughs) apart from Liverpool fans. What a joy that was because Atleti who knew they could actually beat the defending champions and set them uh, set them off the competition. Great great things.
1: Atleti are just so so good like they're always the underdogs in such big uh, in big ties. They faced Barcelona in the past few seasons. They've knocked out Bayern and Simeone is a phenomenal manager in that way. He's always just getting the edge and yeah, uh, going through in the competition.
0: Surprisingly, Liverpool who have had a phenomenally great domestic season. On the other hand, their opponent, Atletico, they've had an equally bad domestic season where Liverpool sat first. Atleti, were actu- Atleti are currently 5th. They aren't even in the contention of qualifying for the Champions League next season. Yet, they have somehow managed to pull off a Ramon Data and beat Liverpool.
1: A very interesting stat about Atleti is they've never been knocked out under Simeone by a non-Ronaldo team. Right. And, yeah, this season, he just kept carrying that on. Uh, it really looked likely that Atleti were going to get knocked out, but I we, think they just have to avoid Ronaldo in the upcoming <laughs> stages.
0: Right, I mean, we definitely currently, seeing how they've performed in this season, we don't know how further Atletico might be able to go in this competition. But yes, after they've beaten the defending champions and that too in such a dramatic fashion, in extra time, uh, at that too at Anfield, they will definitely have a lot of confidence. And they will be looking to make an impact in this competition because of their results in the past few years, where they've got so close, but still lost. So they will definitely be very pumped to make a huge impact even this time.
1: And all of this, despite the sale of Anton Griezmann and right. Theo Hernandez, both big money moves. Exactly. It just confuses me how Simeone manages to pull a shocker off almost every season in the Champions League.
0: Let's see how that goes. So, the next uh, and the last fixture that we know for sure that has been concluded is PSG Dortmund. A very intense one where again we saw uh, a lot of drama where PSG went through. So, yeah, that was an interesting one as well.
1: But I really don't have a lot of confidence on PSG uh, based on their historic uh, performances in the competition. Not really historic, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, They've been very underwhelming despite world beaters in their team. Kylian Mbappe, Neymar.
0: Right. I mean, uh, also they haven't played football since March. That was when uh, the League 1 was cancelled. And since we all know that League 1 has been concluded and there'll be no further games for the rest of the season in that perspective, PSG will not have any rhythm. They will not have any sort of football experience for around 4 or 5 months as as they get right into the Champions League action. So that is going to be difficult for them.
1: On the plus side though, they have all their players. All of them will be fit. They've signed Egardi on a permanent basis. And you can expect uh, him to be on the top of his game. And yeah, I think even Neymar will be back by that time. I think he already (laughs) is back there. We just expect him to be out um, in February February. (laughs) (laughs) because of his sister's birthday. Right.
0: So since that won't be an issue, PSG are definitely coming with a great squad but less football. Moreover, they've also beaten a top side in Dortmund who've all had a great season. So, that'll be a good confidence booster as well to carry on from. But yes, the the main problem will be no football since March, which is highly going to impact the season.
1: Yeah, players like Mbappe and Neymar who have world record fees on their shoulders, they just have to live up to that fee and and show why PSG paid such heavy prices for them.
0: Exactly. So, from the fixtures we spoke about, uh, Leipzig and Atlanta are the underdog stories, which we don't know how further they might be able to go in the competition, but it's definitely going to make it more interesting, maybe even easier for certain teams in the following rounds. Whereas, uh, Atleti and PSG, they've had their own set of problems, but they're always top forces when it comes to the UCL, always a very competitive fixture. But unfortunately, both of the teams never tasted a lot of success, especially in the last few years. So, maybe we can't make any predictions of how further they will go as well. But yes, at least we know for sure that top, top quality teams are going through. And it's going to be very interesting fixtures, entertaining fixtures, if nothing else. Yeah,
1: great squads on paper. Watch out for them.
0: Uh, now, these were the set of fixtures whose result have been concluded properly. And we've got a fed and we've got a team... Who's been, who's been qualified for the next round. But there is another set of fixtures, which uh, only one leg has been played and the second leg is yet to be played. The first one being Juventus vs. Leon.
1: Yeah, I think Juventus are going to go through comfortably. They have a squad of world-beaters, world-class world players. And Lyon won't have played football since March because the French league was uh, yeah, cancelled. And yeah, Juventus shouldn't have any problem.
0: Yeah, The first leg score, the aggregate score as of now is one nil in favour to Leone. But they've also played at their home ground. So the return fixture ideally should be at Allianz Arena. And Juventus are pretty strong when it comes to their home ground. Moreover, they've got Ronaldo. And a deficit of one goal is hardly going to do anything for them.
1: Yeah, don't be surprised if Cristiano Ronaldo pops up and scores a hat-trick like he does.
0: Exactly. So, ideally, we would expect Juventus to easily go through to the next round.
1: So, how far do you think Juventus can go this campaign?
0: I mean, you can never predict uh, how further a team goes, especially after the quarter stage. But Juventus have had a pretty good season. It's been very competitive in the Serie A. But still, Juventus have managed to stay on top. Moreover, Dybala and Ronaldo have developed quite a good striking partnership this season and last season they got knocked out uh, by the hands of ajax a crazy team which really outperformed everyone everyone's expectations if n- uh, nothing more and yeah but this time they look like a really good force i would probably expect them to read the semis at least
1: yeah depending on the draw if they do team if they do meet a team of their caliber so yeah that'll be a good um they are a good team to watch i think they can progress they can go all the way
0: right but the only uh, problem is that the new coach Sari, he's not had a lot of success in cup competitions because he lacks not only does he lack the experience but uh, his, he's he's never really reached uh, m- much further up the stage with any team over here so it's going to be interesting to see how he takes up the battle
1: mm-hmm. man city real madrid last time out city won 2-1 at the bernabeu two away goals key away goals What can the result of the second leg be in your opinion?
0: This is definitely the most interesting fixture remaining out of everyone because both heavyweights, both heavy giants, amazing teams in the UCL and both have an equal chance to go through. But uh, Real Madrid always have a knack for performing amazing in the UCL. Zidane seems to have got his tactics right, spot on. The Madrid team looks in good shape. Moreover, they have a history of some great comebacks. So, you would always expect... A really crazy battle in the second leg.
1: Yeah, and City have their pending CAS hearing uh, tomorrow on the 8th of June. Should go on till the 10th of June. And um, I think their performance will depend a lot based on the result of those hearings, which will 100% come out before the Champions League gets started. And it can go either way. It can be a huge motivator for them or it can be a demotivator for them. Um, But yeah, it will 100% be on the back of their minds.
0: Exactly. So City will be playing with a kind of a load on the game. Maybe it might be good for them. They might be wanting to leave with a strong mark or they might just end up uh, losing the battle out of pressure. And an interesting stat, City have always managed uh, to get out of the competition in the second leg at their home stadium. For example, against Tottenham, against Liverpool, against against any other team that they against Madrid itself and even Monaco, where they've led in the first half in the away team stadium, but ultimately lost the tie in their home stadium. And Mm -hmm. City really don't really have a good track record when it comes to these knockout ties or double-legged fixtures. So Madrid probably might have the edge. They won't be scared of one goal deficit. But yes, City can obviously... City, we know the quality City has. So it's obviously going to be super interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Uh, if I'm not wrong, Monaco was the away leg. But yeah, I get uh, the point you're trying to make. They do have a bad home record. Monaco did get five five key away goals. Five is a huge number. But yeah, the defence has improved uh, in the years since. And yeah, it will be a very, very interesting fixture.
0: True. Right. So I guess uh, we have two fixtures remaining. Both of them fairly easy where we know the winners. One of them being... Bayern Munich versus Chelsea, where Munich lead 3-0 in aggregate score. And that two with three away goals.
1: Yeah, I think very comfortable Bayern Munich. No way they're going to bottle this. Lewandowski, Thomas Muller, world-class players at the top of the game. 30 goals, Lewandowski this season, 20 assists, Thomas Muller, great duo. And uh, Davies, what a left-back.
0: Serge and Avri, and also looking at their current form in the Bundesliga, I mean, they stomping on everyone. The way they're playing, they've got their tactics all right. They've got a fully fit squad. Everyone's playing at the top of the game. Moreover, this ties all we can consider over only because a team like Munich won't let a three-goal deficit at home slip away. To a younger, inexperienced team like Chelsea, it would would really require a major miracle.
1: Yeah, and I don't think the miracle is... They're going to pull off the miracle this season, but I'm particularly impressed by Chelsea's uh, transfer business. They've signed Zieg, they've signed Werner. They've got good deals for Murata and Hazard. Um, Yeah, the director of football, Marina, is a very, very good negotiator. And I think it sends out a huge statement that Chelsea do mean business. They're backing their manager. They have faith in him. And in the years to come, expect quarterfinal, semifinal run-ins from Chelsea. I think it's a huge statement from them.
0: Right, but this is definitely in the long-term process where they've got a really young squad, so they're going to need a lot of experience. I mean, a couple of seasons they might go through, but they, they are also bound to fail, so shouldn't load them with expectations as well. But yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how they go through because they seem to be building a great squad on paper.
1: Yeah, by Chelsea standards, they do enjoy a very good run of stability.
0: Right. And also, uh, Munich will have more rest before they play the second fixture because the Bundesliga gets over while Chelsea playing the Premier League, I think, till the end of June or mid July. So they're going to be, they won't be having those fresh legs that they'll be requiring for the UCL, even if they want to make that comeback of recovering from three goals down.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if Munich can go all the way because they always. They've consistently improved the squad over the years. And but they just have one Spanish team. And last year it was Liverpool. They just do get bested by a squad, which is a finalist or either a winner. So, it's exactly. tough to say if they'll go all the way.
0: But yeah, that's really interesting. Maybe if Munich don't get a finalist this time, they might end up becoming the finalists themselves, considering how good their form is and the break that they'll be getting over the other teams.
1: I think if... It's any year. It has to be this year because Lewandowski is not getting any younger. Even though he is at the top of his game, Thomas Miller is not getting any younger. So, if they want to win it, I think this has to be the year they have to give their all.
0: And it looks like they might
1: even. Barca Napoli, 1-0 at the Stadio San Paolo in Naples. What's going to happen?
0: I think Barca has got this one easy. I mean, Napoli has had a terrible season uh, in the Serie A till now. They sit six on the table. They've had players, they've had, uh, they've had fights within their squad. The main marquee players, who the leaders, they're probably wanting to leave. They're not happy with the situation and how things are being handled at the club, especially with the departure of Sari, which happened last to last season. So yeah, we don't really expect Napoli to play that well. And...
1: Yeah, it's been very volatile for them. Different manager change from Angelotti's appointment, then his sacking, then Gattuso's appointment. So right. we've not been enjoying a lot of stability this season.
0: Alright. Bassa will Basa are more likely to go through. I mean Messi will probably recover fully. And they've also, it's just one one all. One all and Basa are gonna play at the new camp. So they're practically of the strongest side when it comes to playing at the new camp in the UCL. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be Barca's way.
1: Yeah, and it's very difficult to say if Barca can go through the quarterfinals because off-late quarterfinals has been their kryptonite. <laughs> and they too don't enjoy the same sort of stability that other squads have been enjoying. They don't enjoy a great um, run of good games. So, it's very difficult to say. They don't seem to be in a pole position to go all the way this season.
0: Exactly. I mean, even their domestic season, according to their standards, has been average. So, yeah, you could never predict how far they might go. Because Griezmann, Dembele, Fati, they don't have a profilic left winger who's performed consistently this season.
1: Yeah, and they too have had managerial change. A lot of off the, off the pitch issues, but they still have a good squad. And round of 16, I think they'll go through, but don't know if they can reach the final or they can lift the cup.
0: Right. So, yeah, I think that's about it with all the eight fixtures and what could be the likely result and how far the teams could go. I mean, for a neutral basis, all uh, matches will be played behind closed doors, so no fans. Not a big problem for City, of course. They are yeah. having that way. But, yeah, that's how the tournament looks like from now on.
1: Not just this tournament, but all of football is going to look like this at least for the next couple of months. And that's just a very sucky situation to be in. So yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. We hope you like this episode. Let us know what you think on our social media. Follow our podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Just search Woodwork and Nutmegs and let us know what you think. And you can also let us know your suggestions for future episodes. Or you can DM us with the same. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. Bye-bye. Until next time.